Uh, welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie podcast. I'm Andy, uh, joined again by Vance in the bow of the Ranger, and uh, on speakerphone is Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Um, as always, the podcast is sponsored by Fatty Z Muskie Products. We make jerk baits, glide baits, rubber baits, rod holders, Project X. Um, we also uh, we got another sponsor that's Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Uh, Todd Young is the founder, the owner. The guy that runs it, and um, he uh, he puts people on fish. He had a he had a pretty decent week this week, despite some tough conditions. But uh, you know, I guess well, something we'll start doing is we're gonna do a little local fishing report off of, off of Todd Young. And so, uh, I guess Todd, you want to tell us how fishing went this week? Yeah, but I will do all we can because before we know it, this fishing season will be uh, wrapping up here in in, in November for. For, for us, but uh, yeah, I mean, we had some, once again, some crazy, crazy weather, cold, cold days, one, one morning I got up, it was hard to believe it was the middle of July, it was like, uh, you know, 40, 45 degrees, and uh, we had some monsoon rains flooded out north of, uh, you know, up towards like Buffalo, and it flooded out to, you know, a lot of places, uh, you know, the trolling bite was uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty slow really we did pound away and we you know we got some fish the guys that wanted to cast and that we'll put it this way the guys that could cast uh you know we did really well the raptors were banging them this week i had uh had seven guys get their first muskie the just just week i mean that that brings me up almost well we're really close to 30 30 different people got their first muskies with me this season and that's just like 30 Two days of fishing. Uh, of course, some of the people I take out have already fished, but uh, you know we take out a lot of beginners. When I when I take out groups of three, we try to troll them up mostly, especially when guys don't don't know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we got fish every day. That's what it's about. And uh, weather. I, I hopefully we get some stable weather. Uh, I think the fishing will get better, but uh, you know we're we're just banging away at that couple fish a day. Uh, had a six-year-old girl get one. That was her first one. Of course, that was a trolling fish. But, uh, you know, get any real big fish this week. 40, 43, I think, was her biggest. 43, 44 inches. But uh, we, we, we had quite a few of her over 40. Uh, for, for the small amount of time we spent casting, the raptors were banging them. No doubt about it. <laughs> you, you're still working that deep weed edge or... Yeah, I mean, uh, right, right now the weeds, the weeds are, I mean, it's hard to believe you can talk about Chautauqua Lake and say weeds are almost non-existent, but, you know, there's there's one, there's 15, maybe 20% of the weeds that are normally in that lake are in there right now. Uh, no one really knows what's going on. They haven't put the weed killer in. I was talking to the guys that run the, we have weed chopping machines that go around and they harvest the weeds and talking to the kids at the, at the ramp on Friday because they were actually like picking up the weeds that were laying up on the ramp. And, uh, I've talked to them many times before and they were like, you know, I said, so I, you know, you know, how you guys doing? And he's like, we ran those droppers all day the other day. We couldn't even get the, we couldn't even get them filled up. And, uh, I said, well, that's, you know, that's, you know, and, and they know that I, I really wish they didn't do that. There's been many times because I've been on something really hot and, uh, egg winner, chop the top four 
feed off of the wheat beds and uh, or off the top of the wheat beds and uh, gauges of fishing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gauges it right then and right now. I mean, I had a pool right in front of me the other day, but uh, you know, they 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 know that uh, you know they're like, oh, you're probably happy to hear that. I said, oh boy, yeah, I got a couple little wheat beds that I found, and I'm not going to tell you where they're at. They just chuckled, and, uh, but uh, they're very limited growth, way inside them, hundred yards. 75 yards, 50 yards inside my normal marks. But, uh, you know, when you get in there, I'm fishing a lot shallower than we normally do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when you get in there, there's, there's, there's lots of fish in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and for the people that, that aren't from the east, you know, if you're from, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, that's, that's we don't have the rock bars, we don't have the islands, we don't have... You know, like the flowages that where there's a, a light current on that, uh, and there's bodies of water. So that's pretty much what you're doing. You either open water or weed edge. Um, the the weeds get so thick inside that weed edge. Well, not this year so much, but that you can't fish on top of them. So you're out out on eight, ten, twelve foot of water, fishing the edges. So you know, just just as a point to to kind of relate to on that, we we don't have yeah, really really the big thing we're looking for. Most of the time, that's anywhere that I fish. You know, you're looking for those weeds you can fish up over, over top of because it actually just had a lot of these weeds that mill football grows these big long stringers. And, you know, guys ask me all the time, oh, do you fish any top water in here for this and that? And I was like, you know, almost every year trying to throw a top water on Chautauqua Lake. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it, I mean, you, you're just, no way to do it. I mean... Just punch yourself in the face. Yeah, the first jerk, the first... If you're walking the dog, the first walk, there's a big weed string laying right across the top. I and mean, you, you can throw top water out in the open water if, you, if they're not all chopped up and laying on the top. But, you know, the prop baits, they get tangled instantaneously. I mean, you can't even get hardly a cast in. That's why we use a lot of the jerk baits. You know, I just sort of rip it through there. It, 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 it busts a lot of those weeds off and... Uh, uh, I know we. I know the jerk baits aren't as popular a lot of other places, but uh, you know, there's no. There's there's a reason I throw them where we're throwing them, and it's not just because it's the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's not just because we make them. I mean, I've caught lots. I've caught tons of fish on Leos and Wileys before we start making these baits. Uh, you know, they're jerk bait suics, uh, all that stuff. Uh, but it, 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 it just, that's the easiest way to fish, fish a lot of these places that we're fishing. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's that's going to be uh, this week's fishing report from, from Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. And uh, we're going to, this week we're going to talk about boats. We're going to talk, you know, just this is all personal experience. Not so much we're going to say one brand is better than another, or this and that, new boats. We're going to talk about what I think most people run when they're musky fishing or fishing in general is it's a used boat you know now vance is going to be the exception in the group well todd todd got his lund new but most people have either a boat for a long time or a they pick up a used boat because budgetary constraints or they don't want to take a you know there's a loan out on stuff but so to, to kick this off we're going to let todd talk about all of his like musky rigs that he's had in his life which is more than a couple, um, 
Then I'll talk about mine, and then we're going to get to uh, where Vance is at. He has a little bit of an interesting story going on right now. So, so Todd, tell us about your musky boats. Yeah, we, I started, you know, my grandpa, obviously, I mean, you know, things things really changed <laughs> over the years for me, but uh, uh, we caught a, I've, my grandpa got the boat in 1969, it was the same year that I was born, he got a uh, 14-foot aluminum and sheets, you know, that's before, at that point there would have been no depth finders or trolling motors on it, a little 10 horsepower Johnson, and I used that, but I actually was still using that boat up till just about five years ago. I had it as a little backup. My grandpa passed away in 2009, and uh, I, I still had that boat. We had a lot of good memories in that, a lot of trips to Canada. We hauled that thing everywhere. You can catch fish in that boat. Now, it went from just the bench seats uh, with no trolling motor. You know, we ended up putting a... Uh, I remember when my 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 grandpa got that first. Uh, I oh, I can't even remember a little triangle shaped thing, and uh, you know we used to paddle around and cast. You know paddle along the edge of the weed edge and, and cast. Uh, but when he got that thing, he's like, "This is really going to help us catch fish because we can both fish and I can just run this little thing." And I, uh, Shakespeare it was made by Shakespeare. What the tr- the trolling motor? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, trolling motor. I think that was the first company it made. It was just it was like a little triangle head up on it, and okay. it just had like a toggle switch. You went up and down, uh, forward, reverse. That's the first trolling motor I remember seeing. But you know, I, I remember when that came along. And then we, we talked. I think we talked last. Uh, you know, last thing we were talking about getting the depth finder. So yeah, we, we ended up bringing that boat up pretty good. But I mean, you can still catch fish. It's just. Did, it all comes out of comfort level. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> I control. I wear my rain suit a lot when it was windy and yeah. <laughs> got you, cold. You have a picture in your basement. That is that that boat that you're, you're releasing that fish and it. What was it? That was your thousandth musky or something that you caught in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with a friend and I used to keep track of all that. Now I guide a lot, so I mean I, I guide a lot more. But yeah, I was with a, a friend of mine who was fishing with me at the net boat by myself and. He took the picture, and that was my thousand, number 1,000 release. I knew I had 999. Uh, the release, it was, that was you know, a good while ago. But, uh, yeah, he took the picture, and I was sitting in the boat, and you know, he happened to be right there casting right beside us, and we caught the fish. And I, I was in that boat because I kept it because we had a little trolling motor only lake around here that I would go to a little bit in, in the early season. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I went from there to, you know, uh, you know, cost-wise, I was in college and doing that kind of thing, and you know, I saved up a little money. I ended up with a cracker. It was like 16, 16 uh, a foot. It was a pan fisherman. <laughs> it had a 40 horsepower, and I steered it with the, the thing. It, it kind of stunk when that's really when I started getting into control and I had that boat. Cause, was that more of like a bass, like the aluminum bass boat hauls? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's kind it, of flat, it, it, but it's it not. down in. The whole thing was open in the bottom. There was a seat in the front, seat in the back, and, and you did. There were no steering wheel. The throttle was on one side. And you get a lever on the other side. Joystick. Full lever to steer it. It was fun. It, I think it was, it was really cool to drive the boat around. Of course, I bashed the front end in on some big waves on Strockland, and we had to get it welded up and stuff. But uh, just trying to go too 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 fast, but it, but it, it it really did stink when we got into the. Trolling because I'd be sitting up front looking at the at the at the uh, at the uh, uh, depth finder and you know whoever I was fishing was sitting directly behind me and you had to like turn around to talk to him. That's really when I started getting into to, to 
trolling. I mean, we cast it all the time before I get into trolling just, uh, you know, because I saw all these big fish getting caught. It was time to start learning, learning some other other methods than just standing there and casting all day. I saw my buddy Dale Wiley was popping these 50-inch fish, and uh, he was getting them trolling. I figured I don't really care how I catch them. I just want to catch them. So I started getting into trolling there and uh, went from that boat to a used. A friend of mine had a used, uh, was a, like a 17 foot Sylvan, had a 70, and then I bought a 9.9 quartz, had a kicker. Uh, you know, right here where you know where we're at, uh, there are definitely more people have the aluminum, you know, V-style boats. I know when you go out to the, uh, you know, the more western part of the, you know, a lot of guys are fishing out of the Rangers and the Tuffies and things like that. You know, a lot of the glass boats—they're just not real popular around here. Most people around here are running, you know, Lumacrafts and Starcrafts and Lunds and Crestliners, and you, you just see five to one at least. <laughs> and I don't know really, you know. Why that is, we have a lot of smaller lakes. There's a lot of big lakes where you can run those big motors. You know, we fish a lot of smaller, smaller places. And uh, yeah, I had that Sylvan for 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 man, I had that thing for eight or ten years. And then in uh, I bought my Lund. I bought a new 2002. Now, uh, how did you get that Lund? What's that? Andy? Did, did, uh, that you got your Lund. Now, what? I remember you giving me a story that you got a rebate or something. Or was that on the motor? Well, yeah, I mean, it was on the motor. But, yeah, I mean, the only reason I, I, I even thought about buying a new boat is, you know, you know a lot of people like my soul, and they wanted it. And that's that, that, that's the year Dale, uh, Dale Wyland and I were doing the PMPT, and we won, we won a tournament out in Chicago at the Fox Channel Lakes. And then we won the team of the year. We placed in the other tournament, all the tournaments that we, we, we placed in all the tournaments. So... You know, I was working a full-time job. We were doing the the the, the, the Pro Musky Trail, and uh, you know, I was going to get this. I got this 10.99 from them for you know, good bit of money, <laughs> enough to make it like, hey, you know what? I bought the, I I, I sold my Sylvan, bought the Lund, and was able to write write the the cost of that all off. You know, got onto the entry-level pro staff with 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 uh, mercury and things. They gave me a rebate, so. That's the only reason I bought the new boat. I would probably right now, if I was ready to get a new one, I would probably still look at uh, someone's used boat just because of the cost. I mean, I look at replacing that thing at 2002, and I look at the new ones, and I really don't see anything that I like better than mine. We might be might be hiring Andy to put some new carpet down or something one of these days. It might up the power, but I mean, those uh, you know, people ask me all the time when I'm out here, how do you like the Mercs? You know, Merc has the the biggest deal with out there there's no doubt but uh you know i can say this i mean i run them and uh that little motor i have a little 99 kicker that thing's got five six thousand hours on it i mean i figured it out over the time hundreds of days of trolling all day long and you know running on our lakes around here so can't say anything bad about it uh it's uh you know i, I run the full windshield we do a lot of fall fishing I can take a lot of people out where I got two or three people, kids and stuff, and I, I you know, that's just, that's what fits for me. If I was a 100% caster, which, you know, I'm a caster at heart, I troll because I uh, need to put fish in the boat for people, and uh, <laughs> definitely can do a troll on a lot, a lot easier than, 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 than casting, but uh, that boat works for me. It's, 
comfortable. If I was casting all the time, I would probably have a different style boat. But, uh, you know, I cast I cast when I can with my clients. Yeah. And uh, But when I get the opportunity to fish, I usually cast. <laughs> you, you're also fishing fairly big water. At least, at least around here, there's only like one, maybe two inland lake that that might be bigger than than where you're fishing. You, you know, you, you kind of you, you need that windshield. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets windy. I mean, we're up high, and, you know, it's it's uh, high elevated. We're very close to Lake Erie. We get a lot of windy, windy days, and it's just a lot more comfortable. Vance will Vance will speak to that. I mean, Vance got a has a great boat right now. It's great to fish out of. He's making his upgrade that he'll talk about later, but. Those cold fall days, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty nice running running around that windshield. I can't imagine not having a boat with a full windshield. We'll say about it taking up room. I hear them saying that, but when you're standing in the bow of the boat casting, and somebody casting out of the back, I don't know what the windshield gets it. I don't. I, I've never understood that when people have said, "Oh, that windshield takes up a lot of room." I don't. I don't know what you're doing. You know, I. I, I I, I just don't understand how it's really taking up that much usable space other than comfort. Now, I will say, I mean, there are days like it was yesterday. We finally got a warm day, and it was about 89 degrees, and the sun was beating down. Uh, yeah, I wish I could, I wish that windshield was removable, and I wish you could have taken it off. I'd like to have a little more air flow. I'll be great. Mm-hmm. We were trolling and driving around. but uh, Yeah, th- th- there's no perfect boat. But, um, yeah, I guess, uh, I'll talk about my boats. Um, probably, I'm 31. I might have been 19, 20 years old. I, I'd been fishing my whole life, and it was always rowboats in, 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 the, in the back little lake behind my parents' house. But when I was graduating college with my first four-year degree, uh, my parents said, what do you want for a graduation gift? And uh, it, it was just... You know, I, I was in the street bike scene. I was, you know, riding the crotch rockets around everywhere. And I, I started dating my wife. And um, I said, I, I just can't keep this up. So I, she liked to fish. So I said, I'm, I'm going to hit it hard to fish. I never not fished, but I said, I'm going to take this up a little bit more. It's, it's not as dangerous with her in the boat than her on the back of a 160-horse street bike. So uh, I said, I, I want a boat. So I, they said, we'll find one, here's the budget, and I, I found, I found, you know, without any guidance, I, I got a 14 and a half foot Monarch semi-V aluminum boat. Just, I'd, I'd call it two shades up from, from Todd's Alumacraft that he talked about. It, it, it had a console, it had a front and rear casting deck, and it was fairly wide. It was, it was a nice around here aluminum boat. Um, it had a 9.9 on it. And I was happy as a clam for a couple years until I started fishing from, from like lakes and small lakes, like essentially big ponds, to fishing lakes. There, there's a learning curve there. Those fish don't seem to bite as easily in lakes as they do in ponds. Uh, I think I talked about that last week or something on the podcast about me catching all them dumb bass. But anyway, so I started getting into to musky fishing heavily when I, once since I got that boat. And that boat went through so many changes. Um, like most people, you know, you're, you're never happy with the exact setup you have. And some people have the ability to change them more easily than others. And I just happen to be one of those people. 
Yeah, so I, I had it, it had a small front casting deck. So then I formed one up out of aluminum. I lagged it down, and then I uh, made the rear casting deck a little bit bigger. Now the 9.9 going 8 miles an hour didn't cut it. I uh, bolted on a 25 horse, and then I was, you know, I, I was happy as I was just, I was tickled with that boat. I could do 22, 23 miles an hour, and I thought I had the rig. And, you know, I started getting more and more into musky fishing. I'm like, well, I need a trolling setup. So I made a trolling tree that went into the back uh, pedestal uh, on, the, on the deck, the little pedestal mount there. And, you know, I, I have a, a video on YouTube that's still going around caught in that boat. You can see my 25. I had a four-horse kicker because Lord knows a 25 is too big to troll with. You don't want hours on the big motor. <laughs> but um, it, it was just, it was my little setup. I had a 55-pound thrust uh, power drive on the front of it. And, it, you know, as, as it went on, you know, I, I'm like, I need to re-carpet it. The carpet was falling apart. So then I murdered it out. It was all black. And uh, a little thing in Pennsylvania that, with the capacity plates. It was required to have a capacity plate in that boat. Well, if it was unlegible, you could still get a citation for it. So mine was sun faded. It was just black ink printed on the thing from Monarch itself. And I took it. I photocopied it. I filled out all the paperwork. The state will give you one, a replacement. It was like seven bucks or something like that. So I filled in all the thing they needed, the width, the transom, this and that, whatever. Send in the check for seven bucks. And I, on the note, I said, I just need a replacement for this. Well, when I got it back, supposedly according to the Coast Guard code, um, my boat could handle a 70 horsepower. Now, the capacity plate said 30 horsepower. So I had that, that you know, little devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other said, no, stay with the 25, be happy. I ended up getting a 40 horse for it because I could legally do that. Um, and then I, the 40 horse I got didn't have power tilt, so I bought a CMC hydraulic tilt jack plate and now I have this aluminum boat that was essentially a, a really fancy tin can with this 40-horse Mariner on the back of it. And it, it was fast. It was, a, it, was a, it was a hoot. I'd do like 33 to 35 with it. And, uh, you know, I, I, by that time, I, I think I had, I had a 55-pound thrust Rover on the front of it. I had a Lowrance Elite 5 at the bow. An Elite 5 on the console and an HDS 7 Gen 2 side imaging at the thing. And Todd hopped in that boat the first time. And I remember him. He's like, your electronics are worth more than your boat. <laughs> so, yeah, but I... Just one piece of your electronics. <laughs> your, your trolling was worth more than your boat. Yeah, it, it costs more than my boat, too. <clears throat> but so, yeah. you know, so yeah. accumulating this for... Street accurate... bike. You still had that street bike thing going with I still owned it. That's right. About the speed, I, I, you know, I never looked at that, but I know you've always been. You're still playing around with my prop. Yeah, I still am. I'm still I'm not happy with it. Bothering you like crazy. It bother me. I do 37, 38. I'm fine with it. But <laughs> and I want to see 40. I want to see it right. But yeah. So like it was, it was funny. So I, I had always kicked around the idea all the time like I might get a new boat this and that but there's really nothing wrong with my boat other than it was overpowered heavier than it should have been and but I was fishing small water I'm fishing really small water and a, that boat anywhere would, would people would come over to the docks and talk to me about it it was it was a nice little boat I 
I even, you know, I sanded the outside, I repainted it. It was a nice looking little boat. Very nice little boat. And uh, then I, one day, it was, it was early February, a couple years ago, on Muskie First, I always look at the boat ads. I uh, pull up the boat ads and I saw this 681 Ranger. <laughs> it was a 94 model that came up for sale for like 58 or 5900 bucks. It looked clean in the photos. I remember bouncing it off of Todd, what he thought about it, this and that. I called the guy, and the guy, he was, he was a really really nice guy. I can't complain, but he's like, I don't understand why everyone's calling me. I'm like, because well, that boat's underpriced. But <laughs> I ended up, it worked out perfect. I had, the, I had the money. My wife said I could get it, and uh, I could take the day off of work. And the day I took off of work was like a 45-degree day. You know, it... It, it, that doesn't happen very much in like February. And I remember I, I had to leave at like 4 a.m. Because I, I, I made arrangements with the owner because he's like, there's a lot of people want to come. I said, well, I'm going to be the first one there. And, uh, Where was he at, Andy? In Illinois? He was in Indianapolis. Wow. Luckily, in Indiana, okay, yeah. yeah I, he, I couldn't remember where you, where you wanted to get that. He was on the east side of Indianapolis, which is a good thing because I'm coming from the, from the eastern side of it. Yeah. So I didn't have to go through Indy. And... Um, so I left at like 3.30 or 4 in the morning. I got there at like 10, 10.30. I looked it over, and it was just like, well, I didn't drive all this way for nothing. Paid him in cash, this and that. And I, he, he said to me, he goes, you just, made, you, you just made a lot of people mad. Because I guess that afternoon people were coming. The next morning people were coming. He had them lined up for like two or three days. At least that's what he told me. So then I, I hooked up the boat. I drove it. I got home. I, I don't know. I... I probably got home sometime around 7 or 8 o'clock at night. And, uh, like, the next day we had a huge snowstorm. Like, the roads were clear. I was able to pull a boat in, in February from Indianapolis all the way home without it getting it wet or salty. Everything was dry. It was it was fake. Man, yeah. One of the snow capitals of the yeah. northeast. <laughs> yeah. We, our snow average is, is insane. It's, you know, it's... It's right up there with like uh, what is that uh, Rochester, Syracuse? I mean, it's no don't. Yeah, yeah, we're we're right. We get the lake effect from from Lake Erie, and uh, three foot in a weekend isn't anything. So it uh, it just it worked out real nice. So then now I, at this time I had three boats, and, and the one boat was the Crestliner. I'm not going to talk about that because it's my walleye boat. This is the Muskie podcast, and then I had my 14 foot boat. So now I own three boats and a canoe and. My wife's like, what are you going to do? Oh, I had a rowboat behind the pole barn. I had too many boats. So I stripped down that, that little 14-foot boat. And it was just amazing. I had, I had a four-horse for it. I had a 994, a 25, and a 40. All these motor options. And I ended up, I ended up just selling it out. I parted it out, this and that. Um, I, put, I put the Tarova on the front of the, the Ranger. I took all the electronics, put it on it. I hung the 99 next to my... At the time, the boat came with a 70, but um, it was sitting next to it, and uh, I ended up selling that little boat, the, the whole package, when it's all sent down, adding up all the individual sales for just almost $5,000, and I think we paid like $1,400 for that boat however many years before that. So I, didn't, I, I did pretty good, I think, seeing okay. I kept all the uh, electronics, I kept one of the motors, and uh, since then, I've I've upped the uh, the Tarova to an eighty pound. It really made a huge difference on this boat. I know this boat isn't that heavy compared to some of the other boats. And then I also put a one fifteen on the back, which 
maxed out the horsepower and it I like it and that that's the story of my two boats and uh, I guess we'll go to Vance and and his homemade <clears throat> problem here yeah my homemade problem it's a good problem to have but uh, basically I um, you know last August my boat came in I put the order in around uh, this time last year Oh, it's it's an Alumacraft competitor 165 tiller. I I have the tiller. I don't have any windshield. I don't have the side console. Uh, you know, the air conditioner. I always say the air conditioner is always on in those boats. Um, and I uh, yeah came in in August. Uh, on the back of it is a a 70 uh, four stroke with the tiller handle. It's really nice, convenient. Um, it trolls down to about one eight, um, and uh, you know it's 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 just it's a nice little motor, it, and it only weighs about two hundred and forty pounds, two hundred and forty eight pounds. That's what I was was reading about it. It's it's just beautiful, silent. I love it, but uh, yeah, it's a sixteen foot boat. It's my first boat. It's fairly wide, handles the waves well, uh, just like. Any uh, um, aluminum boat would handle. Uh, it's a it's a deep it's a deep V. Um, sometimes in those bigger waves, when you get up, you, you can get up over them fine in that uh, with that motor. But uh, sometimes when you're pounding through them, it sounds like gunshots the entire time. But uh, you know, I'm pretty safe with it and feel comfortable with it. But um, I was I fished that for uh, uh, up and you know until now. I'm still fishing in it. And uh, do you catch fish? I, I catch a, a decent amount of fish, yes, in, in that in that boat. Uh, I, I caught the most muskies in my life came came in that boat. I have a ton of memories, uh, for, you know. It's eleven months old, and it's it's eleven months old. It's it's an eleven month old boat, and I think I have about two hundred hours on that motor already. Two hundred and ten hours, something like that. So I, I I've, I've been fishing, um, but it's. Uh, it's nice, I, and and I was uh, I was I was yeah. Yeah, two hundred hours <clears throat> on the motor casting. I got I, I make a lot of runs, let's, <laughs> let's but uh, in in August uh, from, I said last year when I got into it, I I trolled the majority of the time up until November, and uh, yeah, being in a tiller in those, in, in those those months, I mean it, it kicks your butt out there when you I mean you get you get sprayed, you're getting wet. Uh, you're you're always feeling that wind, uh, and that that windshield is is so nice. It, it is it is luxury on the water. I think year round, but um, you know if you ever have having trouble with drafting or anything like that, you can just stand up and steer steer those boats like like a power boat or something. But I uh, I was fishing in it. Uh, this whole year, and I was just, I, I was kicking myself, I wanted something bigger, uh, more spacious, more comfortable, um, to, to fish out of with, with more than two people, um, and with, you know, with the, the way I had it set up, I had, you know, I'd, I have about a, a dozen rods in the boat, in the boat almost, you know, so I have rods going up the sides of my boat, I, I, I just needed it spaced out, I was, taken out beginner musky fishermen with, with, with my, you know, my friends and whatnot. And it just, I was a little bit nervous just with 
with with the style that we were fishing cast and I was close to people out the back you know sometimes I had three people casting on that boat and I felt like I needed to be in you know in in football equipment I was scared to death I was going to take a hook to the head and 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 all that stuff and but I mean that has a lot to do you get three people that know what they're doing out there it's a little bit different but I mean that that's once in a blue moon uh but so I recently uh You've been looking for another I've been, boat. I was, I've been looking for another boat, and uh, it basically is the same setup. I just was looking for the bigger tiller. I was looking for, um, at the Alumacraft model, the 185 competitor tiller. Now, this thing is it's two foot longer than my boat, and it's about seven inches wider and deeper. Same big uh, front and back casting platform, um, a little bit uh, bigger of a motor on it, and... Um, you know, I just, I just think if I had that much, a little bit more space, I'd be able to, you know, be absolutely comfortable out there. But there's no perfect boat, and, uh, you know, I, I just am, I'm comfortable with, with the tiller stuff. So I, uh, I actually did jump the gun, and I saw, I signed the dotted line to uh, get a new tiller, uh, and I did order um, after a lot of, uh, a lot of just fighting with dealers and trying to make a deal and trying to get it absolutely what I wanted when I was when I was ordering this boat um I, I finally jumped the gun and did it now my biggest problem with with my my tiller was with that 70 there's a tiller tightener and and, and that's basically controls how easy it is to move to steer to, to steer back and forth now this was another reason I was thinking I wanted I wanted to either change my motor or just go ahead and get a whole new package. When I would when I would troll and I had I basically would put everybody up on my, my casting platform so I could work work my trolling setup. And uh, my trolling setup it's in, it's a great trolling set setup. Andy did it here at Fat A Z Muskie. We uh just came up with a blueprint basically and he put Really nice Cisco tracks on the side of it. It has that Alumacraft track. It, ha it has the Alumatrack system on it. Now a lot of these boats have that track system, but there is also no. There's not that really nice gunnel on these on the boats anymore. They're just. I and mean, that, I have that's a, all brands. That's that's. Yeah, all all brands are coming through that way. I mean, it's just you know, that, that, that these new tracks are really cool. Built right in. What happened to yours last year? With oh, last year, yeah, I had, so I'm on that Alumatrack system, and yeah, it looks really nice. It basically is, my gunnel is about two and three quarters uh, thick, and, and I'm on the track system, and basically what you do is you rivet in, um, you know, Atwood rod holders, cannonballs, uh, Scotty, something like that. You you just, you rivet those into these track systems, the Alumatrack, and I was trolling with them. Now, They're removable. They... The, they move. They can go all the way up. They can go all the way up to the bow, all the way back to the back of the boat. I mean, it's it's a, it's an it's, awesome setup. It's a great concept. However, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's great. I mean, I went with Vance on the first trip to the boat. I mean, from, from the point where like we started it, and and uh, obviously you get a new boat, a little nervous. I've only been through it a couple times, and you know, Vance and I went, and he came stayed at, at my camp, and. Uh, we're like, okay, let's do it. We put it on, and I mean, the thing was so quiet. It's you know, it's a little, it's a 
unbelievable motor. Yeah. They're like, well, it's, it, it's running. You can hardly hear what it's running. It was kind of windy. Yeah. We and <laughs> we went out uh, and uh, for the break-in, so you're allowed to slow down and do a little bit of trolling speed. And, you know, yeah. I'm looking at the, at the track system with your musky rig sitting in there, and you got a $200 rod and uh, <laughs> uh, another $100 for real and line. And mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, I'm going to set my drag a little loose here. Uh, <laughs> make sure that, you know, if we get the hit a little looser than I normally set it, that's what you got to uh, do with a lot of that stuff. It's yeah. a great system, but... Yeah, so about, I mean, about five fish into into my boat, I, I uh, uh, the fish hit, and, uh, you know, the rod, the rod left my boat, it was, it was airborne, I grabbed the thing, and I have a fish on the end, I have the, I, I'm, I got, I'm holding the reel, and I'm also holding the rod holder, because this thing had broken out of the track system, it popped the rivets, it, yeah, it popped the rivets. They were all over the boat, and I'm holding. I'm 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 fighting a fish with a rod holder wrapped around my reel, um, yeah. and I was just like, you know what, this is. Uh, it's it's a great system, but it just did not hold up for musky. I you know plastic has a tough. It's just it just doesn't it just doesn't work. And and like I said, when you're staring at. Three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars worth of equipment in that little twenty-dollar uh, rod holder, and on a, on a you know twenty-five dollar Lumatrack, you kind of you kind of you, you know start to sweat, start to get a little bit nervous. And uh, I fished like that for for two months, and I was really cautious with it. And uh, I made some minor updates. I you know I I I basically drilled through them, replaced them with uh, stainless steel. You know. Uh, nuts and bolts and, and, and they lasted for a while, but, uh, you know, I knew, I knew then that I, I needed to update, uh, and that's when I switched to the, uh, Cisco system with the, uh, fat AZ rod holders. And, uh, I can tell you what, I've never had that experience again. Uh, and you know, it just, it, it was, so I was, so it was my first boat and, and I knew that, you know, I needed to make uh, a couple, couple adjustments, but back, back. To th- I'm going to jump in real quick. Um, I, I'm not, <clears throat> the I, I when I redid those those rod holders this spring, and, and and switched everything over to the actual track, not the Aluma track. Um, a lot of a lot of the errors that I saw with those plastic rod holders that were on Vance's boat was very poor dealer setup, and and I'm gonna kind of yeah. Vance Vance had a debacle with with the with the dealer when he when he got this boat, but. That's something, if anyone's out there that's listening, that's looking at getting another boat, if you know how to rig your boat, I'm not saying all dealers are this way, you're better off to do it yourself because you know it's going to be done right. Let's fix the problem by using some screws or some bolts instead of a rivet. Yeah, they use 3 rivets mm-hmm. in, in the place of where a bolt should go. So if, the, if they needed like a quarter-inch bolt to go... You know, it's just the stand. Everyone knows what these rod holders look like. They, you can, you can mount them on the top of your on the top of your gunnel. You can mount them on the side of the gunnel. They're the plastic universal. Anything mounts to them, mm-hmm. and they were relying on the head of a three sixteenths rivet. So, if anyone out there that knows the head of a three sixteenths rivet might be five sixteenths diameter, give or take, it was just holding on by a hair. So, 
right then and there, the dealer should not have left those, let, let them leave their building. Um, I'm not saying that if he would have had proper hardware that he wouldn't have had a problem with the rod holder or any of that. But I'm just saying that the, the reason that that, you know, if he had four rivets, there were some of them that when I was drilling them out, they were held on by two. They just, I, I don't know how they let it leave there. But that, you know, that's just a little, it's not all Alumacraft, Alumatrax fault. It was poor dealer setup. But go ahead. You know, remember, you, you know a lot of these dealers, I don't even think they realize what you're going to do with that rod holder. It's just to hold a rod, and they're putting it on there. That, that's just the fortunate thing where we live. We don't live in an area where there's a... <laughs> yeah, it would have held up to walleye if you would have been doing yeah, 1.2. You could have used it as a oh, yeah. rod holder if you were sitting there. And I think that's what these dealers think. You just, oh, it's a rod holder. You put the rod in there for while you're drifting or, or, or whatever. But that's the unfortunate thing, and I think Vance can speak to that, that you know, a lot of the dealers you deal with, they have no idea what you're, what you're even talking about when you say, you know, you're going to be going they don't. And miles it's, an hour all day long on yeah. the bait that's got, yeah. you know, they, you know, they it, have no idea what, what we're going to try to put this thing through. Yeah, and, and that was and, the, and that was a that was a big kick in the ass because... You know, I, I I bought the first boat, and and I did have a problem when I when I picked it up. I mean, I rigged this thing up. I studied it for, for years of how I wanted the boat to look, and I would call into the dealer, and the questions I had had for him, he didn't have answers for and for me, and and it was it was just you're it, facing it, that now it, too. It floored me, and it, and it's still and it's still going on. A lot of the dealers have no idea about they have no clue they have no clue of 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 what uh, what they're selling uh, of what they're selling i mean if it's not what is i mean and and i went to a small dealer um out in central pa i'm not going to not going to name it i don't want to give it away or talk bad about it much but I, so you know i walk in there i'm writing a giant check with zeros i'm 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 walking in there 25 years old this was like a goal of mine i, I saved up for years for this for this and you're I, paying cash you're not financing yeah i'm i'm straight cash and and i walk in there i go i go to pick up my boat on the first day and it is rigged insane i could not believe it was it, that that saying that you're best day about you know owning a boat owning a boat is the day you pick it up and the day you sell it well it was not the day i picked it up it was just <laughs> it was that was the that's the worst experience i've ever had with a boat i i remember i i'm running a, a hummingbird uh 999 you know down imaging side imaging that was back at my command center it was coming with a little you know like a a piranha hummingbird i asked them to put it up on my bow and I said, put that thing right next to my trolling motor on, you know, ab above the casting platform, right next to the trolling motor, so I, I can look down at it. That's where I want it. You didn't want to kick it. I didn't want to kick it. Well, I go to pick up the boat, and the trolling motor, or it, the, the depth finder is in the middle. It is in, it is in dead center in the middle, uh, you know, of, of my casting platform almost. I mean, it is down. It but is it was a, up as far it as was, you can go forward. It was up. It was about two feet from... Two feet? Yeah. I mean, it was like right where my rod storage is. It was in the middle of this thing. I was like, what is... I was like... Where do you want to stand? I mean... That's where I want to stand. I was like, this is insane. And then they, they wanted to... They, they charged me 
I think $50 worth of wire to wire the 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 depth finder that was on the bow they they wired it completely back to the transom which made absolutely no sense so so they, they there was two transducers to clear this up there was, yeah there was two transducers both reading out of the back of the boat now when you're fishing up you know when you're at the front of the boat you clearly want to know what's underneath you at the front of the boat you don't want to know what's back at back at your transducer right they they didn't they didn't know about putting the puck on the on the bottom of the trolling motor exactly okay but also I thought that that was just something standard. This was this was my first boat. I mean, it, this was my first time with a bow mount. Um, but you knew about it. But I knew about it. Okay. And I, I went over countless times talking to these people trying to get this boat right. And it came in, and it was just absolutely terrible. There was, like I said, that, that depth finder was in the middle of, that was the first thing I noticed. It was in the middle of the casting platform. It said, take that out of there and put it up next to the... Where the, you told the them to the first yeah, time. Yeah, and, and they said, okay, we're going to do that. But the reason we didn't was because of this custom cover. They okay. said it wasn't going to fit the custom cover. This custom cover, and Todd can vouch for this, was something that you could go to Walmart and buy for $65. It was a piece of crap. It was just... It, it it was like it was like a giant garbage bag. There was nothing custom about it. It had uh, vel uh, velcro straps that strapped down to the the uh, the trailer. It was I think I remember on the first night it leaked on the first night in a downpour. I mean, and I was under trees too, and I mean it was I was like okay, so right there I knew the guy was just you know pulling my leg uh, about it. But that was just a terrible experience. And then I had the rod holders and. Um, you know, they, they... First time I looked in your boat band, I was like, I, wasn't it the stereo that was lit? And then, yeah, and then the and then I had a stereo sent in with this thing. And uh, they, it, even when I had the key off and the motor off, something was always drawing power to this, this stereo in my boat. They rigged it up where basically everything was ran off of my, my cranking battery, all, all my electronics. It, it was hardwired off your battery, but it, it, there was still, it was drawing enough power maybe to keep the clock going or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah, clock and light, because I remember looking in the boat and I said, Vance, I mean, the thing is, you know, your battery is powering that. You parked this thing for a week and a half or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and luck, lucky, thinking I, that. Yeah, luck, luckily there was no weed, so I wasn't casting. I was trolling the entire time, so the thing was probably, <laughs> it was power in itself. But yeah, the thing was the thing was red. And, and then that was another thing I had changed up this year, put a switch in. It was big percos Andy gave to me, and then we switched that all around, and now I have all my like electronics turned off but be before we did all that i had you know the classic fisherman story where i had to use my electric motor to get me back in about two miles uh to to the uh to the boat ramp and luckily it was it was uh it was it was nice weather and it was dead it was dead flat calm and and i was i was able to just basically pull my boat back up onto my easy loader trailer and uh but i mean those are all things that came back from how the boat was what was set up and so the overall the, the boat you, you like the boat you like everything about it but it, it always sucks to start out with with just an experience that you want to forget and yeah so and it was it was just absolutely terrible and then so I, I fished that whole that whole fall with that boat and then I um Andy redid it for me you know he put the put the Cisco's on we put the switch in Put some more storage in it, uh, just because I, I I 
I wanted to take my tackle boxes out of the out of my boat. We we put some some lure storage in there, and uh, you know, set it, it up nice. Set it up really, really. It's it's a fantastic boat. I would. I mean, it's it it's absolutely fine for for what I'm doing. I just you know you. But you signed the dotted line. On I signed line. the dotted dotted line, and I <laughs> and I wanted something bigger. Now, I have a story about that. I I, I you know, and I'm scared to death of dealers now, and I and I kind of know how to you know know how to read them better just because of that that awful experience I had the first time um and I I started searching for for another 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 boat and another dealer and I ended up I ended up calling a couple up in uh New York around the Buffalo area well uh, yeah the, the reason you, you <clears throat> we don't want to skip over this part you had that that tension adjustment oh, yeah. on your on your so, Yamaha. Yeah, the the, the Yamaha. The, there's the the tension adjustment on it. it. It constantly would loosen up. I would crank the the thing moves east and west. Uh you know. Yeah. If you move it all the way over to the left, it's it's loose. It's flapping back in the wind there. If you if you move it all the way over to the right, it's supposed to crank down and be really hard to steer with. And I like to steer with a little bit uh you know with the tension all the way over because you know if you're up on plane you you know it it doesn't feel like you're gonna, you know, go. You know, it, it just feels. It's not safer. gonna jump out of your yeah, hand. It's not gonna it? jump out of your hand. Now, that that tightener constantly loosened up. I mean, it absolutely just was. You. you it, and, and it's and and I had the I had the piece replaced. I would be I'd be trolling and I'd crank it all the way over, and about a quarter mile into it, the thing would be loose again. It would be. So, you know, imagine if you're trolling, you crank it over, you want to stay straight. You have to get up and, and, and check a rod, change a rod, fight a fish, anything like that. Deal with a snag. You're, you crank that thing over, and then you go, you, you go to fight the fish, you pick the rod up, and then all of a sudden you're turned all the way to the shore, or you're doing circles out there, and you have, you know, four to six rods out, and everything's tangled now, and, you know, you're in a mess. Well, basically, that's what my boat was doing and initially i didn't know any better um because it was you just lived with it i just lived with it i i, I made adjustments to it if i was going to change a rod i did it extremely fast and i'd have to take breaks and hurry up and, and tighten the thing over again now when you pay all that money i i eventually wised up and said you know what this doesn't seem this is not how fishing is supposed to be out of out of this tiller uh, especially a brand new one especially one that's you know 200 hours on it. Yeah. I'm, well, no. And at the time, it was only three months old. So who, okay. who knows? So I I took it in for warranty work. I said, you know, there's there's something going on here. Fixed. The part was replaced. It's still doing the same thing. How long did it take before it did it again? Uh, two fishing trips. You know, two I mean, okay. two fishing trips. Now, this thing would loosen up. It would loosen up on the, on the you know, during travel. It would loosen up. You know, you know, with, with fishing, and they didn't have any answers for me. They just said that that's how Yamaha does it. It's not when it's cranked all the way over and supposed to be in its tightest position. They still want that give there, just in case you need to make like an, you know, an emergency maneuver. Um, you know, you you still have to be able to steer. So that's what they were telling me. Um, however. I still don't think that's acceptable, and, and you know, if I go on a 20-minute a run or something like that, and I crank that thing 
over by the time I get to that spot, that thing is flapping back there. It's loose. It's loose. And there's nothing there's nothing that you could do to it. The the part the the new part, I mean it's it's a month old. It's yeah. it's brand new. The only thing that you could do is something that would vo- you know, that could you, potentially void aftermarket, your, you'd have to make you know, something. Yeah, I'd to. make something You'd have to change yeah. it. But so I go. So that's your big gripe with the Yamaha. That's my big gripe with it with the Yamaha. And Which, it, talking to a dealer, I could see how they could say, "Well, this guy's just being a jerk because he's making." But you know, for the people listening, I think that they can understand that 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 is a, a valid complaint yeah. about it. Yeah. So you <clears throat> you were calling around dealers. I brought up the idea of find a motor with power steering. Mm-hmm. And, and I also had no idea what that even even meant, but I, I knew that that's what was in, in cars and whatnot. So I was like, you know what, that would be absolutely comfortable out there, and it would do basically everything, you know, that I that I wanted it to. My, with my main complaint, that would, you know, that would switch everything up. It would be very comfortable. I looked around, uh, you know, we looked around. Andy found something, uh, a company that was bought by... Yeah, I, I, I wish I, uh, I would have been more professional right now if I would have remembered what that was. But it was a <laughs> hydraulic steering kit. I guess one company made it for a while for tillers, and I think Mercury Marine came and bought them up. They have all the rights to them. And um, so I pretty much advanced. Look, you can go back to Yamaha. I don't know if they have it changed or not. They're, Yamaha makes a great motor, but th- with this complaint, if, it, if you know you're buying another motor... Yeah. With with the same issue, then you know you already know what you're getting into. But yeah. I'd be if I would if I would if I would repurchase that, I'd be making a. You'd be doing fit. something else. Yeah. Or and, and you know with the style of fishing, I knew that I would probably run into the same problems, and I'd be making, you know, for the motor, what a fourteen, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollar mistake. So I I look at this power steering. Merc- YouTube videos. YouTube videos. You, go- you Google it. it. It came right up. Big Tiller Power Steering big, Assist. Big Tiller Power Steering. Mercury bought it. Cat's Meow. Yeah, Mercury buys this this, this power steering. They're the only motor that has it out there right now. Um, so now you're looking for a Merc dealer. I'm look- yeah. I'm and you're looking for an Illumicraft dealer. I'm looking for a Mercury dealer and I'm looking for a Illumicraft dealer. Well, I found some up in New York. Um, they also... It's, it's, I think it's something when you call dealers and you're like, or especially on this side, and I'm like, I'd like to drive my boat with a stick, basically. And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, kid. Like, we have windshields here that have steering wheels. I do not know. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know why you want to do that. That's insane. But I'm like, well, you know, that's what, that's what I want. So I, and then I ask them about this, this mercury part, the, the, yeah, this power the steering. Yeah, the hydraulic steering. They have no idea what, what I'm talking about. We called five dealers in within a, basically like 120 miles that are all... Probably within 60. Well, what's yeah. It? Yeah. Well, yeah, you might have called a couple outsiders, but yeah. I, I, I called a, a, the one dealership and, you know, the guy's like, yeah, we don't sell any motors over 60 horse. I'm like, well, what about all those Lunds that you're selling with 150s and stuff on them? Yeah. But I, I don't know. So they gave me that. They said, listen, call this guy. So then I called this other guy, told him exactly what I want, and... These are Mercury dealers. They they should know their product. Even if they don't sell that many or have never sold one, they should still know about it to where they could BS you. Yeah. And they're like, we'll call you back on this. Yeah. They just did. They said, we've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've never heard of the big tiller. It's it's on their website. Yeah. I can find it. I can get it in two seconds I'd on my send phone. Send you the YouTube video. Yeah. And I, 
eventually, so you, we call all those dealers, they have no idea. I get back in touch with the two, uh, narrow it down to the two Alumacraft dealers that are also Merck dealers. Um, and I, that's what I had to do. I had to send them emails of this YouTube video. I said, look, this is what I want you to price mm -hmm. out. This is what I'm looking for. This call Mercury, call somebody. I'm, I'm a customer. I shouldn't be having to do this dirty work. Mm -hmm. You know, you should know what I'm asking, asking you about, you know, yeah. and then they're, it took weeks for them to get back to me. I mean, weeks. And I'm calling these. I'm, I ne uh, so I, I know what I want at this point. I'm talking, to, I'm talking to two dealers. I'm talking to a little guy, and then I'm talking to a Cabela's. Like we can just yeah. put that out there. So I didn't even think to go with Cabela's initially um, because it was a big box store, crazy, you know. Yeah, so, so the little guy, like you, like you said, uh, you didn't say it here, but I knew from previous... Little guy would give you a better trade-in, but was higher on the package, yes. the new package. Cabela's was lower on the package, but um, lower on trade-in. Lower, lower on trade-in. So, I figure, I'm, I'm just like, you know, and I'm going to, at that point, I was like, I'm, I'm going to take this out of the deal, because after talking to all these dealers, it was just adding a bunch of stress onto me for this trade-in and, and, all, and all this crazy stuff. So, I, I said, you know, screw it, I'm, I'm going to sell this on my own. Just give me the best price for the boat. I would call the little guy, and I wanted to go. Initially, I was I wanted to go with this this little guy. Well, I was going to do it without the hydraulic steering because that's what I could afford at the time. So I, after weeks of talking to the little guy, I he calls me back. I mean, I would call him and I'd be like, "Did you find anything out? A anything out?" They would tell me all these excuses. They would get on the phone and be like, "Oh, you know, heck." I'm sorry, I didn't have time today. I, my head was stuck underneath the bow of somebody's boat. You know, we had a hole in it. He ran aground somewhere, and I was trying to fix stuff. I'm like, I don't really care what the hell is going on at this place. Just, I'm about to write you a check with a bunch of zeros. Find stuff out for me. I mean, this is... Yeah. Uh, so in this, in, this, in this time frame, he comes back with this price, and I'm just like, eh, it's really... I'm not too thrilled about that. Um, you know, I'm... I'm just going to, it took weeks, so I was like, I'm going to test the other waters, I'm going to call Cabela's. Cabela's came back to me with the same exact setup, um, with the power steering for the price that the other, the smaller guy um, priced out for me with, without the, the, the hydraulic steering. It, it became of... The, the of hydraulic the, steering is thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars, yes. And, and so I... I basically could go with Cabela's and get the boat I, uh, I absolutely want to design, or I could have gone with, with the little guy and not had the, the hydraulic steering and had one the, wish you had it from day one. Yeah, and it's and so I signed the dotted line with with Cabela's, and, and I do it before this guy. I give this this smaller guy an answer because he, you know, he he was blowing me up. off. He was blowing me off. He wasn't answering my questions. I mean, it was weeks, and I'm like, I got to do this. I want to do this. You, you want to get this go rolling. Yeah, I want to get this done. I don't want to have this. You know, yeah. I'd like to get on with my life. And um, you know, Cabela's. I, I asked them all these questions. They were boom. They were right on it. They answered everything immediately. Uh, they worked with Mercury. They weren't. They did, really didn't know much about the hydraulic steering, but they did everything to figure it out within a twenty-four hour hour period. Yeah, let me talk to my manager. He'll call Mercury. I'll call you back. They, with the they did their job. They did their job. Cabela's even came. 
down to where I live, basically, drove an hour, and handed me the contract, and I signed it. They did everything, this big, giant Cabela's store that's nationally known, drove down from their dealership. Did what the little guy should have been doing. Did what the little guy should have been doing, and I was just blown away. And they sold a boat. And they sold a boat. And they're a giant company compared to a little company that should be hustling and trying to, you know, sell boats. But, I mean, you know, to each his own, you know, if you just want to sell, you know, X amount of boats a year and Mm -hmm. then, you know. But go to Florida in the winter and, and, and then good. you know but the, the next <laughs> chapter is what what came out a week or so after five days no. after you signed the dotted so line. after after I signed the dotted line 24 hours 24 hours 24 hours pass Alumacraft comes out with a bigger tiller a 20 footer that's set up for a horsepower rating with a 200 on it Todd have you seen this did we lose Todd are you there Oh, we lost Todd. Well, we lost Todd. Okay, so they got this 2005. We lost Todd. Sorry about that. Yeah, so they got this 205 tiller by Alumacraft, and it's set up with this, this 200 horsepower Verado on it, and there's even a, a, um, a video on the internet there with them running this hydraulic steering with this 200 horsepower Merck Verado hey. tiller. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're, 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 we're picking up. I, I don't know. We lost you. But, yeah. We yeah. lost you there. We, we were rambling on about yeah, we just uh, I was sitting on my breezeway. I'm home for a couple days. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, this is the professional, you know, high-paying podcast. Yeah. Anyways. I we, didn't want to call back. I didn't want to interrupt anything. Or I didn't know what would happen if I called back in. I don't even know when, you, when we dropped you. But what, what we just got to was, um, have you seen that new Alumacraft? 2005, that new tiller, or 25. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, sent me a, uh, a link to that thing. I was looking at that. I was going to... I... So that's your next one, Vance, or what? <laughs> Maybe in, in a five-year... That's like a five-year, ten-year plan. I'm pushing them to price it. <laughs> yeah. That's just... I mean, it's insane. Uh, the You could fit your truck on the front casting platform. But this is 24 hours after... I thought I was going to have this like giant tiller, and then they trump me with this 20-footer. And I'm saying, with this, this tillers are underpowered out of the gate. Yep. You know, they, you know, let's say my, my tiller's rated for a 90 on the back of there. If, you, if I would buy the windshield version, it's rated for a 150. I don't understand that, really. It's, it's a safety thing. It's I a believe. safety thing, yeah. So, you know... I looked at this 24 today, you know, it's finally one that is absolutely not underpowered. Those, they had a 200 Verado, there's, there's a YouTube video out there with this 200 Verado tiller with the hydraulic steering, and it's trolling down to 1.8 miles an hour. Yeah. I cannot believe that. That's insane. Todd, what does your, what does your Mercury get down to if you just put it in gear, your big one? My big one? Yeah, your... I mean, depending on the wind, I mean, I, I, I don't... I... I'm, I'm going like two eight. Two eight, right that's there. Pretty, that's that's pretty slow. That's the, yeah, that's still pretty slow. You know, because I mean, if I just kick it into gear when I'm getting rods out and set up, I'm going a little too slow. I got to give it a little bit of gas, but it's a little. I wouldn't be able to walleye troll that thing. But that's that's an old two-stroke, uh, you know, one twenty-five. Yeah, and that's really slow. Yeah, I, I bet your mine's every bit like you said, probably right around three to three five. My my one fifteen Johnson. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, you, you can get them big, them big Verados down walleye speed. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not trolling that slow. But when I go out with for for fishing something else, and and I'm trolling that slow, I mean, I I, I have you you have the that. option. But this, I'm I'm thrilled about about the new boat. You know, I I I went through some growing pains of you know each boat you get in, you you know you can always stare at something and say, I don't like it. I wish I had something. I wish I had more storage here. I wish I had a bigger bow mount i wish i had you know some more space i wanted more space fit more people i and i now can be a bit safer on the water now with the hydraulic steering i can let go of that thing and you can let your girlfriend who weighs like what 95 pounds yeah well she's i don't want to reveal her weight on here because i think she's been listening okay so she's 90 pounds she's She's yeah. She's she's she's, <laughs> she, 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 yeah, she she's is, she's the perfect weight. That that'll get that's keep that's me in the, the answer. She's the perfect. Weight. What what I was getting at was that, you know, she's she could she she'd probably struggle with that seventy at at full speed. She and she I won't let her touch the touch up. Right. Mode. So that, that's what I'm getting at is that yeah. Um, with this ninety, you saw what two finger steering. Yeah, you, know? you could steer it just like driving a car, except it's a stick. You know, right. you you have that sa- you, you have that safety with it. You know? Yeah, she's the perfect weight. That she's the good. perfect weight. She's not even my wife, and I already know how to answer that stuff. Right. So you can tell her at one minute, uh, one hour and four minutes in to have her listen to the. I'd say it, it gets it gets uh, crazy at the end there. You don't want to hear that. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so you're getting that priced out, and I'm gonna push you to get it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it priced out. I'm just gonna listen because I mean it's brand new. I don't uh, you know. And you're gonna wet the tip of that ballpoint. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into the five and ten year plan. No, you're gonna put it into the two month plan. No, I I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that maybe it'll be. Uh, I'll talk to Cabela's, see what they can run, and uh, you know we'll see. But I mean it's just insane. A twenty foot tilly that's that's overkill. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much our boat history. Uh, Todd, you have anything else you want to add, or? No, we're. I mean, we're good here. Like I said, you just gotta. You know, there, there, there's no doubt. A lot of the times when you're when you're dealing with these, <laughs> you know, a lot of these dealers have not rate boats. I mean, I've heard stories of guys getting big bunkers and stuff, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this motor works good," and they go out and they put it in the water, trolling the motor won't even touch the water. You know, <laughs> uh, they just don't know. Unfortunately, you gotta do a lot of the homework yourself. I know a lot of the guys, anybody looking it out in the out west there, you got a lot bigger dealers dealing with a lot more fishermen. We don't deal with all that many uh, around here. You order some of these boats, and I don't think they've ever really ordered them too often. We deal a lot of little 14, 16-foot boats with 20 horsepower because most of our lakes are maxed out there. You can't even run anything. So, yeah, when you take that next step, yeah, you got to do of your own homework and as Vance learned you got to maybe tell them what they need to do <laughs> yeah yeah and it they sell boats but they have no idea what a fisherman is that's right uh, yeah 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 but um yeah I, I you know the, the uh I'm sure that just about anybody that has bought a new boat or a boat from a dealership probably have experienced or even a car from a big dealership experienced the stuff that Vance has gone through you know, we're not, we, we didn't name the little guys. We weren't trying to bash them. It was just trying to give you guys something to relate to. I've, I've only had used boats. Todd's had mostly used his new boat that he's had for 13 years. 
and Vance hasn't owned his for 13 months, and he's getting a new one. Yeah, real, real quick, I had something the same as Vance. You know, there's a reserve tank, so when you first run it, you run double oil, put oil in the motor, or in the big motor, put oil in the the gas also. Like I said, it's an oil two-stroke. It's a two-stroke. Yep. And, uh, you know, there, there's a reserve tank, so they want you to run all this gas out. They, I think they had me put, you know, 15 gallons in or something that I could mix. So, so you're giving it a double dose of oil, and you know. So I'm, I'm talking to the dealer. I say, okay, so how much is in the reserve tank? Hey, tells me what is in the reserve tank. So I'm out there timing my day, running full speed, backing off, doing everything for the breaking period. And I get down to the end where it, the it, it, it started. To, I could tell it was starting to lose gas, so I switched over to the reserve. And he told me what was, you know, how much was in there. Uh, yeah. There was not near as much. <laughs> heading back to the clock, and I did the same thing as me. First time I ever had my boat on the water, I'd been pulling in with my trolling motor, never even put it on the trailer before, because he had no idea what was in. He gave me a number, and he told me something, and it was way off. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I pulled in with the trolling motor, pulled it in the dock, I had to push it up onto this. Yeah, brand new boat, first time out. So, <laughs> And you ran her out of fuel. I ran out of fuel. There was not near as much in the service as what he told me there was. And I just wanted to do everything right and get all that oil out of there. But, uh, you got to watch. You did? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got it out. <laughs> and I went in on a trolling motor for about the last mile and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you had to, you had to get that uh, break-in electrons out of the batteries. Because, you know, they... Yeah, uh, yeah. I had to break in the trolling motor, too, which I, I really wasn't planning on even putting the trolling motor in the water. At least it was hooked up. At least it could reach the water. And, and, and it touched the water, yeah. That would have been awful if it would have, like, just been like a prop bait slap, slap, slap. Oh, on top. my gosh. Yeah, I got a little fork stroke sitting there as a kicker that I'm, I, I don't even have any gas for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I had the same type of deal. Nice. So, all right. We're about an hour and 10 minutes into this. And uh, we'll probably end this here. Like Fatty Z Musky products on Facebook. Uh, FattyZMuskie.com is the website. Uh, that's the main sponsor along with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Um, if you're ever out east, you want to go fishing, look Todd up. Um, you know, he's in uh, western New York fishing Chautauqua Lake. And, uh, you know, Todd, do you have anything else you want to close with? No, nope, we're good to go. Anybody has any ideas or anything they want to, you know, think a good topic that we could uh, we could talk about? I mean, I can talk muskies all day, every day. That's pretty much what I do. So uh, it's easy. Any little topic you you can run with, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Any any good ideas out there, man? Send them to us. Get us get us going. Yeah. Message message me on Facebook with that uh, at Fatty Z Musky Products. Uh, that's the Facebook page. Any comments, questions complaints i don't care but um we're going to be having guests on soon we wanted to build this a little bit more we got some pretty big uh, personalities lined up uh for the future so uh thanks for listening and good luck fishing goodbye